Did you know that your brain is the most powerful supercomputer in the universe? Did you know that we all use about 8 to 10% of our brain's ability? What about this? Did you know that we can heal our brains and brain function through the proper treatment modalities? You do not want to miss this episode. Dr. Rachel Bishop from FHE Health is on the show next on the CJ Evolution Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Patrick here. Thank you for tuning in to the CJ Evolution Podcast. Without you and your support, I wouldn't have this show. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, if you love the show, share it with your family and friends. This episode, an amazing episode you're about to hear, along with other episodes. Thank you so much. Big shout out to you, the criminal justice professional. Whatever you are doing, wherever you are at, thank you for doing it. And remember this, a lot of crap being said about the profession these days. The vast majority of people support and love you. Please remember that. We love you. Keep doing the fantastic work you are doing. And above all, come home safe to your friends and family. What makes Shatterproof a very unique program is it's one of the only programs in the country that first responders can go to that is 100% all first responders. Everybody's in pretty bad shape when they get here. And then 30 days later, when you can see the transformation and the difference in people when they've had 30 days uh, of counseling, working with therapists, working with a psychiatrist, getting the neuro treatment, doing the breath therapy that's done here. The transformation that happens with the clients is really humbling to be able to work around and see because people are getting better here. And it just shows that there's a need for the first responder community to deal with behavioral health issues and take them seriously and offer treatment to people that may need help out there. They should be afforded the ability to come get help when they need help. It has gotten better, but we still have a long way to go. Thank you to my friend Jimmy for making that uh, audio clip. He is an instrumental part of the FHE family like we all are. Thank you, Jimmy, once again. If you are suffering, you do not have to suffer in silence. Please reach out to me. I'm a national liaison for FHE Health and the Shatterproof Program for First Responders, and I have been in those places that you might be right now. I have been there, but I reached out. Please reach out to me today. Let's get you the help you need and deserve. 303-960-9819. That is my contact number. Or you can reach out to me at pfitzgibbons at fhehealth.com. Everything we talk about is confidential. On to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Very excited to have my next guest on the show. She is a clinical psychologist specializing in neuro psychology. And she's also working for FHE Health, like I am, Dr. Rachel Rachel Bishop, if I could talk. Rachel, how's it going? <laughs> good. How are you? Pretty good. Now, you're working for FHE, as am I, and you're doing wonderful things uh, with the brain. Can you tell us a little bit about your background 
you know, what drove you into doing what you're doing for so many people? What drove me? Yeah, I, I believe that I fell backwards and hit my head pretty good and didn't know. Any- <laughs> <laughs> um, my background um, is actually in PTSD, um, specifically childhood adverse experiences. Um, so on the day to day, I wear a lot of different hats. Um, evaluator, I work in the forensic field, I work with law enforcement in, you know, criminal and civil proceedings. Um, and then I help the day to day operations of the neuro department here at FHE Health. Um, I come from a family of first responders. Um, so all of my work in PTSD, in addition to childhood experiences, I've, I've worked a lot um, with first responders, um, both informally and my family. Yeah. Um, now as a part um, of the Shatterproof program here um, with first responders. But um, I was completing my internship and my supervisor offered me a job. Um, He said, there was one catch. He's like, you got to do neurofeedback. And I said, I have no idea what that is, but whatever it is, I will take a job in private practice. Um, so I was fortunate enough to have, um, pretty wonderful mentors, um, show me the world of, um, neurofeedback and I learned that. And then I, I dove more into the field, um, and wound up here one day <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, as the science evolves and as people and we, and, and the universe find better and better ways of, of helping the brain, helping us perform to our potential and beyond. Um, that field changes every day. Um, and I am so lucky uh, to work at FHE Health um, with an, an owner that chases that science um, and with a director of neurosciences here who is actually paving that road. Yeah. So I'm gonna well, lucky. <laughs> yeah, and the reality is we, we know very little about the brain, right, Rachel? I mean. They say- yeah, I think they they're quoting us at about uh, about ten percent or something like that. I think. <laughs> now you mentioned because I was a former patient at Shatterproof. You know that uh, a while ago, and you know, can you explain to the listeners what the difference is between neurofeedback and neurostimulation? Sure, sure. Because, I mean, most of your listeners now, if they Googled neurofeedback, they could probably find a neurofeedback provider within yeah, about pretty, a half. Yeah, they're all that. over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I always use an analogy, so I'm just going to stick with that analogy. Right. So, (laughs) um, I have a four-year-old son, um, and he, this is all true by the way. And he he recently got a bike and I have to teach him how to, how to ride the bike. Right. So in using that analogy, um, I could bring him in the room and bring the bike in the room and put the bike here and the kid here, and I can just sit there and I can wait. And as he goes towards the bike, I would say, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And if he sits on the bike, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. If he goes over and cries in the corner, I'm not going to really, you know, I'm going to withhold my reward. Um, And it's shaping in the, in the psychology world, that's called operant conditioning. Okay. Mm -hmm. Neurofeedback is based on those principles where you are rewarding the behavior that you want to see more of and taking away that reward. Um, when the brain is not doing what we want it to do. 
Um, so a lot of the field of neurofeedback has moved and shifted into what we call QEEG based neurofeedback. Um, what that means is that we run the diagnostics before we start treating. Um, we do a brain map um, that looks at um, the brain's activity. And from there, we can determine where it needs a tune-up, um, how we can get this brain to perform better. And then the neurofeedback would be setting up those parameters like, oh, I want the brain to make more beta one. And so you set those parameters up and neurofeedback is conditioning, it's rewarding, it's operant um, conditioning of, okay, every time that brain makes more beta, I'm going to reward that brain. And eventually through reward and feedback, that brain's gonna learn how to make more beta, right? Mm -hmm. Neurostem cuts straight to the point, okay? So with my boy, right? If I want him <laughs> to learn how to ride a bike, I'm gonna take him, I'm gonna plop him on the bike and I'm gonna push the wheels and do all the work for him. And he's gonna learn how to ride the bike because I'm, I'm basically in essence doing it for him, guiding. And with enough practice, eventually I'll let go and he'll pedal himself, yeah. right? Um, in the neurostimulation world, if I determine that this brain needs to make more beta one, then I'm just going to feed it beta one. Um, now beta one, right. You got to learn your, you know, learn your science, right. We have different brain waves. Um, our brain waves, um, our electricity neurostimulation is electrical stimulation, but we're matching, um, we're matching with what the brain already produces. So with neurostim, if I want the brain to make more beta, I feed it more beta. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, the brain okay. can, and, and, and learn, um, what it needs to do. So my mentor, Dr. Dogus always says that the brain is the best doctor in the room and it will always be the best doctor in the room, but we can guide it. Um, we can guide it to entrain a better, more efficient, um, functioning. Amazing. And I, I know FHE for the listener out there, uh, they have different treatment modalities, breath work, uh, you know, yoga, you know, music therapy, you know, um, all kinds of things. But the, the neurostimulation was really a game changer for me, Rachel. And I went through, I believe, 18 sessions. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the recommended you, because I remember going through that and my first thought is, what is this electric shock therapy? And I was, <laughs> but it's not, it's just little milliamps. Right. right. It's just little milliamps. Mm -hmm. And like you said, they map the brain. And I went through 18 sessions. What's, I'll let you explain this. What, what is the, the target range? How many, how many, so when a patient comes in, a first responder or any patient for that matter to FHE, um, they, they do the brain mapping and then how many sessions, everybody's different. I get that. But how many sessions does it take for a lasting effect? Um, that, you know, the research is still based on, um, on, on neurofeedback research. Mm -hmm. Okay. We know that with neurostimulation, we can make those changes faster. Mm -hmm. Um, our internal research here at FHE, um, we see clinically significant, clinically significant changes in depression, anxiety, and, and quality of sleep within five. Yeah. So, so those outward experience of, of improvement in symptoms begin within the first five sessions. Um, you know, while a patient here at FHE, we see them as many as we can see them. 
Um, we usually remap somewhere around session 15. Um, and by then, um, in most cases, we, we do see um, that their brain has made some changes. Um, but like with anything else, there's no easy button. You know, those lasting changes also stay with what you, the person have to do as well, you know? So, you know, that neuro, that concept of neuroplasticity, right? You know, we can WD-40 <laughs> with the, <laughs> with the stimulation and, and get that brain to change, but real change comes through practice, repetition, and matching our behaviors um, and other actions to, to fit with that. So. so if you go back to, if you're there for addiction, for example, <laughs> And you, and you go back to hitting the alcohol or hitting whatever the drugs, you're going to lose that work that the brain has, has, you know, essentially healed, right? You're building those neurons back. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Yeah. Well, doing a lot of things. Yeah. You're doing but, a lot of things, but you'll yeah. lose that. Yeah. Yeah. Toxins, right? Alcohol, substances, they're, they're poison. They're toxins. Um, they are not good for the brain. So and, and they will, they will change the brain. So yeah, if you go back to doing what you were doing, you will in essence undo, um, the learning and the, and the positive changes that have happened with the, with the neurostimulation. And that's what amazes me. And again, I work for FHE like you do, but this is I, the differentiator, I think with a lot of treatment uh, out there that they don't offer what FHE offers. They offer neurofeedback, which is good, but the neurostimulation is a next level. If you ask me, right. It, it's the Cadillac Escalade compared to the board, <laughs> really. I mean, it, it's, it's, it moves people faster. It helps people to feel better faster. Um, and it, it works. It works. It yeah. works better, faster. Um, we're able to treat a lot of different things at the same time. Um, yeah, it's, it's an evolution, you know, every day. I mean, if you were to ask me, you know, what we were doing six months ago is nothing compared to what we're doing now. The science is constantly evolving. Science is constantly evolving and at the speed of light, you know, where do you see this going neuro uh, stimulation in the future? I don't know if that's too broad of a question, but I'll ask it anyway. I mean, where, where do you, where do you think we're going with this? Well, I mean, I'd like to see, um, you know, this type of therapy be available to the masses and not just, you know, I'd like to see the FDA um, and other governmental agencies, you know, be more accepting of this line of treatment so that we can help more people. I'd like to see, I was just talking with actually one of my patients 20 minutes ago, I'd like to see every single NFL football team <laughs> practice neurostimulation with their football players um, to help them from the head injuries and the recoveries and things like that. Um, where do I see this going? I, I am just along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see this become as common as some of the psychotropic medicines that people take for depression and anxiety. I would like to see this up on, on par with that as easily accessible, um, as, um, generally accepted, promoted, um, and, and pushed as, as a treatment of choice, um, yeah. and just as easy, 
um, as a Prozac or something else like that. And you mentioned different drugs out there. I remember years ago, I mean, something like ketamine. I remember arresting people for ketamine on the street. Now it's used for in certain circumstances, not everything, not everybody, but it's now we're learning more about ketamine, for example, to, to use with patients for PTSD, right? Um, treatment resistant depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is the mainstay of that. Um, okay. but it, it, it has been helpful, um, for individuals with PTSD as well. Um, America's way behind, um, in that research and related field. Um, you, the rest of the world are, are light years ahead of us. Um, ketamine, um, psilocybin, um, mushrooms. Yeah. Yep. LSD, um, in, in, in various forms, but you know, they're learning, right. That in low doses, <laughs> low doses, <laughs> micro, you know, they call it microdosing, but in very, very low doses, these, um, chemicals have the capacity to induce instantly neuroplasticity, um, neuroplasticity. Now what's, what's neuroplasticity explain really quick for the, for the listener. Neuroplasticity. You're much smarter than everybody else, uh, no. Dr. Bishop. You, you have to dumb it down a little bit for us. <laughs> Neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to change and adapt, um, okay. to learn, um, to learn new things, um, to change, um, to evolve. Um, and in the past 20 years, our whole thinking about the brain has changed. You know, we once, you know, once heard that once brain cells die, they're dead. You ain't getting them back. There's no more, you know, you're, you start dying. I remember hearing that, you know, you smoke marijuana, for instance, they're dead. Billions just gone. (laughs) We, you know, we now, you know, suspect and are pretty confident in the statement that, um, neuromodulation or um i'm sorry neurogenesis is possible we now do believe that the brain has the ability to regenerate um neurons um through the neuroplasticity and things like that so in treatment resistant depression if you can put this brain in in a plastic right bendy um easy to train state then sometimes that can um dislodge the entrenched um, patterns, um, that contribute to such stuck depression. Do you think we'll ever get to a point and, and I mean, you're a doctor and, and a clinician that will ever be able to, by studying the brain, will ever, ever, ever be able to get rid of things like Alzheimer's and, and things like that? Yeah, it's a, a subject close to my heart. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, through personal experience that this neurostimulation um, can drastically slow down um, the progression yeah. of Alzheimer's and, and dementias um, and things like that. So, so we're getting there. We, we, can, we can move the needle. We can slow down um, the progression of a lot of these types of diseases. Yeah. And I know for me, getting back to my experience, uh, Dr. Bishop, you know, you hit it like the fifth session, like a light went off and it was like, oh my God, you know, and then I was like, I I want more, (laughs) I want some more neuro. Yeah. And and like you said, I was signing up for all the overflows and and everything like that. So for a first responder out there, because I work in the Shatterproof program, as you know, uh, for a first responder out there, I mean, how would you convince them to, to get to treatment? I mean, just in your own words. I mean, just because as you know, my job, that's, that's part of my job is to just convince people to get into treatment. 
And that's the biggest barrier with some people is just taking that first step. And what would you like to tell the listeners out there? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> first, um, I think the job of a first responder is, is one of the hardest yeah. and taken for granted by, by the masses <laughs> all the time. So, you know, number one, thank you um, for what, for what you all do. And, um, the nature of the job, um, is not the healthiest thing for the brain, um, over time. And the more that a person experiences, um, the fuller their container becomes Yeah. and it bends, it bends, it bends, it bends, and it can break. Um, and you know, I think first responders are notorious for learning, um, certain ways, um, to be able to get back up and suppression. Yeah. Right. Um, if they didn't work, <laughs> they wouldn't do them. Yeah. Now, are they the best? No. And yeah. what happens over time that breaks down, um, yeah. over time room starts to, starts to to steam. Um, so how do you get into treatment? Because, you know, because you, you know, you deserve to, to live better mm-hmm. and, and the job will eat you up and spit you out and not think twice about backing over you. Yeah. If there are ways, um, with very, especially with a very specialized program where, where the staff and everybody around knows, they know firsthand, you know, those experiences and the combination of treatment, um, different things that we, you know, can do can help these first responders live and not exist. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's well said. And I always tell people when I talk about Shatterproof, uh, Rachel is Shatterproof uh, gave me the foundation to, to go on as long as I continue to work, you know, because once I leave the campus, and it's the oh crap moment. And then now it's you're going into reality and you're leaving the bubble. But that's when the real work begins. So it doesn't end. My my work didn't end with leaving FHE and Shatterproof. It just began. No, you got to do the work, but the work gets easier and easier to be able yep. to do. You know, you learn skills, you learn to go through it and not over it, under it, around it. <laughs> <laughs> Suppress it, you know, which is not good. Like you said, the, the majority of people don't see even they they deal with traumatic events in their lifetime. Law enforcement deals with it and other first responders deal with it on a daily basis. There's yeah. only so much you can take of that before, like you said, starts to steam. The brain needs to heal. It's not if, it's it's usually a when. Yeah, when. Yeah, and you summed it up pretty good. I mean, you will come out damaged in the first responder world and to some degree. And you, 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 there is help out there. Tough. There's a lot of help out there and a lot of different combination of things that you can do um that helps yeah yeah dr rachel bishop fhe health thank you so much for being on the show you're awesome i'd love to have you back on in the I future would love to talk more with you. <laughs> how's fun. the weather in florida hot <laughs> <laughs> always hot <laughs> <laughs> take care my friend i hope to see you soon Thank you. You too. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of the CJ Evolution Podcast. For more strategies for self-improvement and resources based on today's episode, be sure to head to cjevolution.com. You can also connect to Patrick directly on social media at Pat underscore Fitzgibbons with any questions, comments, or concerns. We look forward to helping you find more personal success on the next episode of the CJ Evolution Podcast.